Hello. Welcome back. 2024. That's so strange to say. Like, what year is it? No idea. I'm still not used to writing uh, four at the end of the date. So, welcome back to the Further North podcast, everybody. Um, Massive year coming up. First episode of 2024. How exciting. For those on YouTube who listen, uh, you may notice something incredibly different. I am filming them. Hello. You can see my face. I'm finally putting my face out there uh, to the world, which is very, very exciting. So for those who don't listen on YouTube, get over to the YouTube page and you can watch me talk about North Melbourne and see all my stupid facial expressions and you can see a little bit of my room. Um, Hopefully the set, the further north set will evolve over time. Um, Scarf up there, Michael Jordan's up there, got some things on the shelf there. Pretty good. I mean, it doesn't really matter, does it? You guys don't care. But hey, welcome back. We're filming it now. This is very, very exciting stuff. I hope everyone had a good Christmas and New Year's as well. Um, yeah. What did you do? What did I do? Who knows? I went to Tassie. It was good. Uh, beautiful weather down there. 26 and sunny every single day. Uh, I heard in Victoria, not too great. So turns out Tassie is like the Bahamas of Australia. But look... We're not here to talk about uh, the beautiful tropical island state that is Tasmania. We're here to talk about talk about the North Melbourne Football Club. We're here to talk about the North Melbourne Football Club. Um, we've already introduced the YouTube thing. We've introduced that we're back. What are we going to be doing today? Well, we're going to be doing uh, some hot takes. I'm going to give you 10 of the hottest takes about North Melbourne and the upcoming 2024 season. And then next week... I'm going to get your hot takes, but a little bit more about that in a second. My hot takes, and then I did ask you guys, I posted a photo, if you guys follow the socials, at Further North Podcast, um, uh, Further North Pod, sorry, on Instagram and Twitter, or X, and Further North Podcast on Facebook. You guys can find it. Um, I posted up a photo of myself, Marnie, and uh, two of the close to a flag admins at the Corn Hotel sinking um, a Parmigiana and some beverages. I think we cleared the table, um, so maybe the carnage wasn't seen, but we are all hanging out. Why were we hanging out? I asked you guys what you thought we might be doing and what we might be talking about. So I'm just going to read some of the funniest ones out because some of the things you guys said, borderline illegal. So that's pretty funny. We love that around here. So we're going to do hot takes for the 2024 upcoming season. My hot takes, predictions, Don't know how much I believe them, but it's a hot take. You can take it how you will. And then we're going to get straight into your comments on what you thought we might all be doing at the pub. So sounds pretty exciting to me. Um, One thing I'll say straight off the bat about the next week episode with the hot takes that I want you guys to send in. um, What I'm going to get you guys to do is I'm going to get you to send voice notes. This is going to be a new thing along with filming it. Um, This is going to be a new thing this season and I want to get you guys sending voice notes into the podcast. Uh, I'm going to play some of them after games. I'll get your reactions to games. Um, We'll get the regulars' reactions to games and we can bring ourselves together as a community. So um, let me just double check the email as well because I made uh, an email for the podcast and I'm going to read it out right now for you to copy down so you can send your voice notes to that email so I can download them. Um, Just record them on your voice note app on your phone Share it and just email it to this email address, okay? Are you ready? Write this down. Furthernorthpod at gmail.com. Pretty complicated. Uh, a little bit more complicated than the old Roxy Chick 69698478 underscore underscore XOXO at um, hotmail.com that we used to have back in the day. 
I've made it way more complicated. Furthernorthpod at gmail.com. Keep them short. I'm talking 10 to 15 seconds. If you can keep it around 10 seconds, 15 seconds max, that would be great. Uh, I'm going to chuck them into the podcast and uh, myself and Marnie will be here next week. We're going to react to them and we're going to debate your hottest takes for the upcoming 2024 season for North Melbourne. So should be a fun episode, but if they're like a minute long, I'm not putting it in the podcast, guys. So I'll pick the best ones. We get so many uh, comments and questions and things through here now. It's amazing. And I'll pick my favorites. So make them spicy. The spicier the take uh, the more likely I am to put it in, okay? Yes, you can send me uh, voice notes about how you want Kane Turner to come back. That's not the discussion. We can do an entire Kane Turner episode with Closer to a Flag. I'm sure we will. It usually dissolves into KT chat, but um, he's gone now, guys. You've got to get over it. Send me your hottest takes uh, further north at uh, further, further north pod at gmail.com. There you go. That's all. Does that make sense? Let's get into my hot takes. Let's get into my hot takes. Okay. I've got 10 and they're spicy. Basically, these ones are just uh, things I think could happen, but they're maybe not what everyone else will think will happen. They might be debatable. I'll discuss them and then you guys can message me on all the socials and tell me how wrong I am, which is always fun. Okay, my first hot take for the upcoming 2024 season. North Melbourne finish above Hawthorne. Now let that sink in. Let that sink in. I've talked to a lot of Hawthorne fans at the barbershop and a lot of them think Hawthorne are going to finish 10th to 12th, which is pretty crazy if you ask me. Um, I'm pretty sure they'll be bottom four, uh, if not very close to. I don't think they recruited very well at all. Um, And we've got more talent than them. Uh, We've got, say, our top 10, way more talented than Hawthorne. Under that, we're pretty garbage. Um, Hawthorne, on the other hand, have three or four really talented players, I believe, like all Australian quality players. And then under that, they've got a lot more solid foundation, which means once our talent clicks, I think we jump up a lot quicker than them. North Melbourne finish above Hawthorne. Wherever that is on the ladder, I don't know. But North, spoiler alert, I think probably will be bottom four still. Um, But, you know, could we finish 14th and they finish 15th? Something like that. So there's my first hot take. North Melbourne finish above Hawthorne. I can only imagine all the rest of the AFL community just shuddering at that. You know what I mean? Because everyone loves Hawthorne. It's Hawthorne. They won you know, four premierships about a decade ago. So that means they're just going to be good again, apparently. You know? Hot take, North finish above Hawthorne. Second take here, and this is a spicy one. Taron Thomas re-signs. Now, I don't think he's going to re-sign halfway through the season. I'd love him to. Um, I think he re-signs. I think um, I think it goes into free agency and I think he tests the market. But I think ultimately we've got cap room. I do think he cares about the club more than maybe he puts out. <clears throat> it's just not in his personality. Just like Ben Mackay. I mean, Ben Mackay clearly left, so we don't say that name around here anymore, I guess. But like he never showed true passion, I guess. But I think he cared about the club. I think Taron has that. You know, he's the first in on goal celebrations a lot of the time. And I think that means something. I think he tests the waters, but I think Taron Thomas re-signs with North Melbourne. Oh, is he going to get the old um, – oh, who signed that? Uh, Sean Darcy, yeah. Is he going to get the Sean Darcy deal? Is he going to get the Aaron Norton deal, the big seven-year deal that seems to be uh, a big trend in the AFL right now, which is another talking point, which isn't for a topic now. But, hey, 
That's a weird thing that's happening right now. Just like Chelsea, just waiting until that backfires on you guys. Um, yeah, Taron Thomas re-signs. I think it's a chance and my gut believes. Um, yeah. And I did put out another controversial statement, which I can add to this, which I hope is not true, but I think Taron's more likely to re-sign than Cam Zerha. That's just something that I believe. I know a lot of people don't agree with that, but it's just my gut feeling, you know. Next hot take. Charlie Combin, by the end of the season, will be our best defender. Now, the bar's not high for the best defender at North Melbourne. Let's not kid ourselves there. But if there's any player on this list to be able to fill straight into that Ben Mackay role, I think it's Charlie. Um, he's got the size. He takes a great mark. He's got the athleticism. I reckon this guy's going to be literally Robbie Tarrant 2.0. And I know it's an easy comparison to make, but when you look at his body shape, his ability, his you know, just ability to read a mark in the air, you know, the things that maybe worried me about Chom, which is a podcast favourite. You know I love you, Chom. Um, but maybe a little bit more wayward in front of goal. Maybe we're just used to Nick Larkey, which is an unrealistic expectation as well. But I don't know. I could just see him dominating down there. He's going to be, have the size to match up on the big fellas. He's going to be able to mark the ball. Everyone can spoil, let's be honest. And um, he's athletic. He's not going to get outrun by a Kerno and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I reckon... Chom is our best defender by the end of the year or our most important defender. Take whichever what you will. I think our most important one is our best defender. So, yeah, I'm predicting that. Robbie Tarrant 2.0. Here we go. We're flying through these. Okay. Harry Sheasel becomes a full-time midfielder. He's too skillful. He's too skillful to be put in the forward line all the time. Midfielder slash, let's say that Dacos halfback role, maybe he stays in, but from all word, McKercher is going to be taking up that role. It's a massive trend in the AFL right now as well, isn't it? Like that, you know, put the first year skilled midfielder off halfback and really get him involved in the play. I guess it's because, you know, the worst teams get the best picks. So unless you're Collingwood and get all the father-sons and just, you know, just win a premiership and get handed two Dacoses. But um, I guess it gets him involved in the play because the ball's down there more for worst teams. So... McKercher sort of coming off that half back line, I guess. I'd rather Fisher and Bergman maybe doing that, but hey, we'll do this in a, another episode for my starting uh, 22 for the first game. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think she's his full-time midfield. He's too skilled not to be in there all the time. Imagine a midfield of like Wardlaw, LDU, Sheasel, Taron Thomas, and you've got guys like Simkin in there, Zerha rotates through there. I mean, Greenwood, Powell... Yeah, it's it's looking a bit disgusting, isn't it? Which is yeah, which is something we haven't been able to say for a while. So I don't know. Sheasel screams like top five in the brown low for like five years, ten years straight. Um, to me. So like surely he's he's got too much talent and skill to be sitting in the forward line all the time. Um, you know, I maybe we'll combine half forward, half back with this because I could fully see the flanks pushing into the midfield. I mean, midfielders just play on the flanks mostly these days anyway, but Harry Schuster becomes full-time midfielder. He's operating in the midfield 95% of the time and then going forward or back if needed. All right. Oh, you guys are going to hate this one. You know, I've been banging on about this guy for a long time and I think it's time that he proves himself Callum Coleman-Jones becomes Nick Larkey's offsider, his backup, the number two forward in the forward line, the key forward. 
Now, does this mean he's our second best forward with Curtis and Jaden Stevenson and Dersma now and Zaha? I'm not saying that. But I'm saying he becomes Nick Larky's number two. He becomes that target that we can rely on to take a mark and kick a goal. Now, I know I'm banging down the door on the CCJ uh, bandwagon here, but I just I just saw it from him, you know. And if you get a full preseason, I think there's a big hole there, especially with Chom and no recruitment in that area. I know Zerhar's back, but Zerhar playing that second tall role is gross to me. Uh, I, love, I love Bull, don't get me wrong. I think he gets more midfield minutes, um, and a lot of forward time. Don't worry about that. But I don't know. I think we sort of saw that Larky and um, Bull as the two keys doesn't really work. I don't know. I reckon it's CCJ's time. And I know I've been saying that for a little bit. I'm going to give him one more year. I'm going to back him. If he do, if he has another year like last year, I think I may have to get off the CCJ train. But uh, I'm backing him one more time. Callum Coleman-Jones becomes Nick Larky's number two. I can only imagine you guys listening in your cars and, you know, on the train on the way to work right now and going, who's this bloke with this podcast that keeps talking about Callum Coleman Jones? He's not going to make it, mate. Well, you know what? We said that about lots of players before. You know, we said that about Kane Turner and he did make it. No, we actually, I do remember someone saying Kane Turner might be the first, like, you know, 500 gamer when he played because he started when he was like 16 or something. But hey. You didn't believe in him and neither did I. Okay. Now here's a big one. Here is a massive one. (laughs) Just bring it back now. Kane Corns makes at least one positive comment about our youth. I think the youth is going to shine this year and will it, you know, correlate to wins? I don't know. But I think this year one of my goals for the season is show – the football community, the talent we have here and start getting people talking. And you know the last person that's going to be talking about North in a positive way is Mr. Corns, the corn dog himself. I reckon our youth shines so much this year that Kane Corns can't even spin it negatively, you know. And I reckon we catch him after a win down in Tassie against Port Adelaide again. Is it in Tassie or do they put that game in like – Darwin or something. No, I think it's Tassie again, which is a conspiracy because the AFL doesn't want Horn Francis playing in Melbourne against North. They know that we're coming out in force and going to absolutely boo the house down when he comes on and I will be there booing him and you all better be too. But I reckon after North Melbourne absolutely trounce um, Port Adelaide in that game, I reckon Kane Corns has to come out and say, you know, North Melbourne, their youth is really coming through. And then he's going to make up something like, look, I never said it wasn't going to work. I was just doubting them at the time. And we know, Kane, we know. Don't come and say positive things to us because we know that it's all false. We know you don't believe, you don't want to believe. But at some point, you can't deny it anymore. And this season will be that. He'll say at least one positive comment about our youth and a real one, not like a, Sheezel's really good and he's going to be a great player, but no, no no, backhanded compliments like that. I'm talking a real one and he owns up and goes, there's something happening here. Do you think? 50-50 chance? Who knows? I don't know. That's probably the hottest take of all. It's spicy up in here right now. All right, here's an interesting one. Paul Curtis kicks 40-plus goals. I'm thinking, who is really going to, 
be the second, like Jaden Stevenson was our second highest goal scorer last year, I think with 26 or something like that. Who's going to be the next Ford to really kick a, ba- a bunch in a season to really back up Larky? And not in the way that I think CCJ is. I think Coleman Jones could be that like Dan McStay of our team. You know what I mean? But as for the guy who's going to kick 40 plus alongside our 70 plus a year guy, or 60 maybe, we'll lucky back it up. That's not even on the hot takes. But um, I think out of all the other Fords about having a breakout year, I could see Zerha absolutely doing it, but he's sort of already showed that. To make it a spicier take, I think it's the Paul Curtis breakout year. He showed glimpses in season one. He maybe had a bit of a down year last year, but sort of his form got better towards the end of the year. It's time. Paul Curtis... He's got a great mark. He's a, I mean, he's a bit wayward in front of goal, but I don't know. I just feel like this is going to be the year that Paul Curtis really takes that. I'm the second best forward in this forward line. There's more pressure there now. There's Dersma, there's Zerha back. Those guys weren't kicking down the door for him last year, and I think he knows that. I, I was debating putting Steve on this list. I think any of them could. I genuinely rate Jaden Stevenson, and I know that you guys have mates that say Jaden Stevenson's awful because nobody watches him anymore. And we all know he had a great year. The the last few months of the year absolutely tailed off. He got injured. But the first two-thirds of the year, Jaden Stevenson was really, really good. So I could fully see him doing it too. And I had him on this list originally, but I think Paul Curtis has the bigger upside. I think Jaden Stevenson is – he's the ultimate cherry on top player. Just like – I think Ginevan is like this as well. And this is why I think Hawthorne maybe didn't recruit for it. I don't think Hawthorne are going to be great. Is Ginevan going to be able to, you know, do what he did in the Collingwood team in a bad Hawthorne team? I don't think so. He doesn't have any grit. He doesn't have any fight. Jaden Stevenson would absolutely um, – like, imagine this. <laughs> I just had this picture in my head and had to change my sentence. Who would you bet on in a fight? Let's talk – we're talking like Logan Paul KSI boxing match here, one of these influencer fights. <laughs> Jack Ginevan or, or Jaden Stevenson? Would you? How much would you pay to watch that fight? I reckon Steve-O knocks him out. He's coming for the leadership group too, Steve-O. I'm back in steve this year too, obviously, but hey, we've got off topic here. I think that would be a fantastic fight though. Imagine that. I guarantee, and for those YouTube viewers right now, you're going to love this because um, I'm going to do this. Like, they would stand there. This is how their stance would be. I'm just going to put the microphone down. This is how their stance would be. You know they're throwing the fisticuffs like that. And if you don't watch this on YouTube and you want to see me do that awful face, uh, go and subscribe and watch on YouTube now because I'm filming them. So, hey. Um, okay, enough Ginevan and Jane Stevenson fighting chat. This is dissolved into chaos. Welcome to the Further North Podcast. If it's your first time listening, this is kind of what we do around here. Um, good luck. Okay. Um, here's a, yeah, I mean, they're all hot. I'm saying here, here's a good one. I'm saying that for every single one of them, but here's a big one. Biggie Newen plays 10 plus games. Now, how do I describe this? Think about our key defenders, right? Charlie, unless injury, he's in there. Core, unless injury, he's in there. We know my Aiden... Core thoughts, but hey, this isn't an Aiden Core podcast. After that, who's our best defender? Who's our who's who would be our best backup key defender? Toby Pink hasn't played. 
Callan Dawson has played like four games and I think he's been okay, but he's probably not the size or athleticism you really want down there. Um, Griffin Logue is going to be out until the bye most of the season. So let's just scratch Griffin Logue because Griffin Logue would be this. I think Griffin Logue and Charlie Combin would probably be my two. We know my Aiden Core thoughts, but if Aiden Core plays like he did the last two months, I think we've got a real battle who plays, Core or Griffin Logue. But I would be backing Griffin Logue in that one. But hey, I think Biggie has the attributes I would want in a key defender. And, you know, he's got a lot of that magic about him where the leap is phenomenal. And look what happened when we put Majak in the back line and he used his athleticism. You couldn't stop him. You put some meat on Biggie and you get him jumping as a third man up. He's intercepting everything. I I think he gets an opportunity this year with injury because, you know, Core is recovering now and Chom has a bad injury history. I hope they're both healthy and fit, of course. I think he's the third man up when Griffin Logue isn't there. I think he is. By all reports, he's training the house down, and we know it's training the house down season right now. Biggie plays 10-plus games. Yep. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. He can also back up Ruck as well. So, you know, we don't – look, we've, we've touched on Aiden Core here. We're not going to touch on our Ruck, our Ruck situation. That's another podcast. Um, two more, two more, two more. Jackson Archer becomes the lockdown small we need. Now – Jacko last year before the season was apparently, once again, training the house down and shows the commitment by, you know, really putting everything into his training, but he maybe slightly overdid it and injured himself and his body wasn't right. If he can have another preseason like that, um, there's a massive gaping hole for a player like this to play on those small forwards. Look, is he quick and agile enough to plan a Bobby Hill? Oh, look. He can develop that. He's young, but he's never going to be as athletic as those guys. Is he tough? Will he compete? And will he get under the skin of those guys? Absolutely. We know Luke McDonald can't do it. Um, I, I, Luke McDonald is in our best 22. Let's not get it twisted. Um, he's a good player, Luke McDonald. Very bad year, but we know what that guy's capable of. And I'm not saying, I think Luke McDonald will be in our best 22. But he, I think, will play a very different role to what Jackson Archer could play. And I think Jackson Archer becomes the lockdown defender that we put on a Toby Green and those sort of guys there. So Glenn Archer is my favourite player of all time and I will back Jackson Archer until the day he leaves the club. If that's in two years or that's in 15 years, I don't know. I hope it's 15. I love Jacko Archer. Okay, and the last hot take... North Melbourne gets record membership once again. I think the green shoots really start to show and I think we all get on board and we grow as a fan base. Um, We're a lot bigger than anyone gives us credit for. We're going to come back out and go start going to games. I don't blame anyone for not wanting to go down to Marvel at 4.40 on a Sunday and watch us get belted by the Dockers. You know, is that a good financial investment in this tough economic time? No, it's not. So... I think people are going to start to slowly go back to games when they see, you know, I, I want to go to watch McKercher play. I want to watch Sheasel grow. I want to watch Wardlaw's season. There's so many players I want to watch grow, you know, and even the last few years when we have been quite bad, being more and more invested in this club through this bad time has been great because it's like now I'm on board for the story. I remember when we 
got beaten by West Coast. I remember when we won, uh, you know, those first two games. I remember when we beat Gold Coast in the last round. I remember the Sydney game. Like, you know, we all have these memories now of bad times. And when we are good, we're going to have it's, – we're going to be there for the journey. Do you know what I mean? I'm ready for the Amazon documentary right now. Um, Amazon, uh, if you are watching – or Netflix, doesn't matter who does it. Any streaming service who's watching this, you want clips from my podcast like they have on Welcome to Wrexham? You let me know. You can have it, all right? Just put me in one of those cool, decked out, clearly staged living rooms, you know, with like a big cigar on the side. And I'm like, yes, I remember when uh, when we lost the West Coast over in Subiaco. <laughs> oh, they don't, it's not Subiaco anymore. You guys know what I mean. Anyway, that's what I want. Record membership again. I reckon we do it and we keep climbing and climbing and climbing. And, you know, give it five years and we have more members than the Bulldogs. That's a massive call. That's a massive call. All right, there's my 10. Please message me, um, comment on stuff. And all you YouTube viewers right now, comment down below. If you comment, you have to like it as well. I don't know what liking does. I don't know YouTube well enough yet. I assume it gets, if people like all the videos, it puts it in people's algorithm more and more people watch it. So give the video a like and comment my best and worst hot take. If you aren't watching on YouTube, send me a message or comment uh, on the posts I put up on um, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter about all that because I want to – like I kind of believe all of these but as we know, people have very different opinions on what goes on Um, and I would really like to know which ones you think will be very wrong. I think everyone will disagree with the CCJ one, uh, maybe the Biggie Nguyen one and possibly Taron re-signing. They're the three I think will be the most contentious but – um, everyone will agree on the Kane Corns one. No, they won't. He's not going to say anything good. Anyway, there's my hot takes. Let me know. Thank you for all the engagement you guys give me anyway. I really, really, really appreciate it. Okay, so what we're going to do now is we're going to go through and uh, I asked you guys for um, your comments or your thoughts on what you thought myself, Marnie and the Close to a Flag boys uh, we're doing at the pub, what we were discussing at the pub. I'll put the picture uh, up on screen now, if I can remember to do it. I, I will, don't worry. The picture's up on screen now, right here, maybe. And uh, good, good luck to my editing skills. Um, and you guys sent in a lot of stuff. Um, we've got it from Instagram and from Facebook. So um, once again, Instagram at Further North Pod and Facebook Further North Podcast. That's where I do the most posting. You guys can keep up to date with everything. Um, send in your thoughts, your comments and all that sort of stuff as well. So let's go through a few of these. All right, starting on the gram. Starting on the gram, we've got Hunter underscore Dwyer 33. What was, what were we thinking about at the pub in that photo? Cruz Garlitz, 50 meter goal against Collingwood circa 2012. I love a niche reference. I, I really love a niche reference and I can confirm there was some Jonathan Hay chat going on at the table. Alan Ops might have been mentioned as well, but that's brilliant. <laughs> I <clears throat> Sorry, I haven't thought about that goal for a long time. Um, th- uh, what is this? That rhino guy on Instagram. Interesting. Aiden Kaur's goal. Now, this one was suggested so much, and I, I can't read out everybody's name who suggested this, Um I'll read out. I've got a few of them, but so many people are talking about the overlapping handball from Kane Turner to Aiden Core. Um, it's brilliant stuff. And 
I promise you it was mentioned. I promise you it was mentioned at the table. Uh, Harley Harbour says, biggest trade buster, Aiden Core or Jonathan Hay? <laughs> now I'm just picturing them both fighting. Uh, they can be the undercard for Jaden Stevenson and Jack Ginneman. Um, Jonathan Hay, of course. Jonathan Hay, of course. Aiden Core, the only thing he's busting up is his ankle, apparently. Um, Joey Joe03 says, George Wardlaw. Now, look, were we all talking about George Wardlaw? No. Was I having images and heart eye emoji uh, towards George Wardlaw when I just think about him at night? Uh, Yes, absolutely. George Wardlaw is my one true love and uh, can easily be my favourite player by the end of the year. I believe in George. In George, we trust, not Braden. I love you, Braden, though. I think he's going to have a big year. Um, Jared Andrew says... (laughs) I love this one. Cash discussions, cash, cash discussions about no NMFC games in Brisbane for the second year in a row. Look, I guess if it was in Brisbane, that means we don't have to go and watch us get absolutely torn apart by the Lions. So I'm not too unhappy about it not being in Brisbane. But, Jared, if you live in Brisbane, um, I formally apologise for the club for not having a game in Brisbane. You got the Gold Coast game, though. You got the Gold Coast game. Um, no, that was in Tassie. Damn, you haven't. Every time we play the Gold Coast up there too, we get belted. We'll beat the Gold Coast up there this year. But I do think the Gold Coast game has been put in Darwin, actually. Anyway, whatever. This will all come out later in the wash. J underscore Wheezy underscore 84. How Braden George is going to be sexual candy this season. Sexual candy. Can we get Bruce McAvaney to call Braden George sexual candy on air? I think we start a petition. And, uh, you know, cereal's delicious, but candy is sweet. So, look, we need to start uh, Braden George being the sweet one. I think Bruce will say it. Burke 8 says, Hostile takeover of the NMFC official social media team. How do you know we already don't run it, sir? Um, it'll be a very hostile takeover. Where we did say at the table, we're going to storm Arden Street. They can't stop us all. Um Arden Street being the Area 51 of uh, the Greater Melbourne region. Look, I think we could run their social media, but hey, we've got our own. We've got our own. We could swap. North Melbourne, if you're listening, do you want to swap? You guys can do the podcast and I'll just run the club. Sounds like a good idea to me. Okay, Brighton underscore Isles. Hello, Brighton. Uh, sorry, I, did, I, I noticed I didn't reply to you, Brighton, um, in the messages over Christmas because I went to Tassie and everything. But hey. You know what I'm like. I apologize, but always giving you a shout out on the podcast. I appreciate all your uh, your input and comments. Brighton uh, says, how delicious the Blunston Arena burger is and how North Melbourne closer to a flag can't wait to eat one again. Well, look, rumor has it that burger was ice cold in the middle. So look, will we do a Tassie trip again? Quite possibly. I think we're going to go down for the Port Grudge match maybe. Who knows? Nothing confirmed. Don't take that as gospel. But um yeah, from all reports, rock cold, uh, rock cold, ice cold in the middle, not rock solid. I think that's where my head was going. And uh, look, if you cook your chicken medium rare, Tassie, come on, pull your heads in. You do beef well, you do seafood well, whiskey, you're great. You know I love you, Tasmania, but sort the chicken out, lads, seriously. Brighton also said, no, wait, you're, you're talking about uh, <laughs> the Marnie merch drop. It's happening. I did. We did talk uh, to Marnie at the thing about Marnie merch, and she didn't. You know, she didn't really do much. She just 
you know when people look at you and you know like they want to murder you um and it's just a gaze of that's enough about the Marnie merch that's the impression I got from Marnie but um no Marnie merch I think it's a thing I think it's a thing give me time with this it'll happen one day when I've when I need content and I've got nothing to do everyone wants Marnie merch except Marnie so if you guys want Marnie merch send her a message and say hashtag free Marnie merch SC underscore Mitch says about what we were discussing at the pub, just to give you guys a reminder, standard 2014 elimination final against the Dons. Hmm. We didn't actually talk about that. I think we've talked about that enough. We did talk about, though, that nobody in this age bracket that I'm in, like I'm 29, no one who's maybe under 35, I think, would really remember anything else. Maybe even older, like 35 to 40 years old, would remember the premierships ever. Um, you know, that is our magnum opus. You know what I mean? That is our, you know, our greatest achievement as a fan in my 20s, uh, under 35 years old. So all you people who watched 99 and all that sort of stuff, um, you know, just understand that that's the best we've got, okay? And Goldie's mark against the Cats. Um, Tim Marshall underscore underscore says round one with the star eyes. Round one is coming very, very quickly. Um, I'm excited for round one, but hey, we've got so many preseason things and so many things in the work in the works on the Further North podcast as well. There's a little bit of teasing going on, so stay tuned to everything because there's a big announcement hopefully this month. Um, I hate putting things out and teasing them because it's ha- like something's going on and I really want to tell you guys, but all will come out in the wash soon. So stay tuned because, you know, we're going to see you guys very soon. Um, Jacob... McAuliffe, McAuliffe, hopefully I didn't butcher that, underscore says, Nathan Grimer's goal. We did talk about this as well. You guys are so, we, we talked about so much stuff. <laughs> and it wasn't just about North Melbourne. We, we were just hanging out as mates for, for a little bit of it there. Um, we did talk about Nani's goal. We did cover that. Man, we're so predictable, aren't we? Uh, Gobshites, underscore anonymous, um, Gobshites has comment before and every time I read his name, it's fantastic. Uh, second by second playback of the core goal. Another one on the core goal. Look, did we all sit there and, and act out the scene together at the corner hotel? Yeah, we did. We did. Did everybody know which goal we were meaning? No, they didn't. They go, is it the Scarlet Toe Poke? Is it Buddy's 13? No, it's not. It's it's the Kane Turner overlapping handball to Aiden Core from outside 50 against the Gold Coast Suns in round 23 to get off the bottom of the ladder. Thank you very much. Uh, Corey Vinici uh, says, and th- this was something that was commented a lot too, and I couldn't put it, I'm not going to read everyone's comment that says we're thinking about Kane Turner, but he says, taking bets on Kane Turner comeback year. Um there was a little bit of Kane Turner chat, but it was more about I hope Kane enjoys his time at Baldwin. But um, so many of you guys did comment about Kane Turner and he's going to be a cold hero forever. Um, Michael underscore Chiava, Chiava7, Chiava? Tell me if I'm wrong, Michael. I'm sorry. How good Tristan Jury? Okay, I'm skipping that one. Did that to trigger me, didn't you? Now we're going to go to Facebook. Here we go. Further North podcast on Facebook. Thank you to all the Facebook commenters. Uh, Glyn Lavender says, you'll love this. This is, I think this is my favorite one. Venezuelan cheese varieties and their struggle to find a viable market amongst the <laughs> dominant Swiss cheese monopoly. 
Oh, how did you know? How did you know we were talking about that? I mean, look, we're we're not afraid here on the Further North podcast to cover geopolitical issues. You know what I mean? Maybe we'll just do a whole episode on geopolitical trade. Who knows? But yes, the Venezuelan cheese varieties was a big topic. Um, and look, a dominant Swiss cheese monopoly is an issue we really need to sort out. I think drop the funding for climate change and global emissions and get it straight into this. Jared Gilbert says the Holy Roman Empire. Yes, um, the Holy Roman Empire of Flynn Perez, Phoenix Spicer, Jack Marnie, those guys. Is that our Roman Empire? Marnie's Roman Empire is something to do with that in core. I think she said that before, but too much in core chat. James Duke. James, hello, sir. Hope the haircut's going well. Um, I cut James's hair at the barbershop. He's come in a few times and I look forward to seeing him again. Um, Josh's plants and Hugh Greenwood. My plant, let's have a plant check. Uh, look, there's plants over there. They're, they're going strong. The plant that Marnie was you know, taking the piss out of is right next to me. I'm not moving this camera, but it's actually going pretty well right now. So thank you for checking on the plants, James. I appreciate that. And look, there was actually limited Hugh Greenwood chat. I think Marnie, Marnie's realizing she's maybe a little bit too obsessed and she's going to try and play hard to get from now on. So not as much Hugh chat as I would like, but hey, it's Marnie. It'll happen. Luke Twomey. Twomey? Twomey? Once again, Luke, please correct me on that. Surely Kane to- oh, God. Surely Kane Turner overlap handball to Aiden Core on the run goal from 50. We have already talked about this, sir. Um, you guys. Uh, okay, Jimmy Stevens uh, talking about uh, well, look, I don't know if he's saying boners or boners, but he's just talking about boners. Was there boner chat? A shin boner chat, maybe, or shin boner chat, one or the other. We haven't, um, yeah, oh, okay. enough talk about that. That's gross. Um, Jesse Stevenson, the correct spot for sauce to be stored. We all know it's cupboard, okay? It's time to grow up. Don't let the plastic uh, bottle tell you where to put your sauce. The last thing you want is cold sauce on hot chips. Makes a warm mush. Keep it in the cupboard like an adult. God. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, big G. Damn. Giuliano Marator. Marator? Ah, I always, this name always stumps me. And I've said it right and you messaged me about it. and And I said it right and... Now, every time I see your name, my good friend, uh, it, it trumps me. Big G. We're going with Big G. Uh, I gave you another nickname. I don't know if it was that one or not, but we're going with Big G. Um, <laughs> Ethiopian Jazz. Ethiopian Jazz. Out of everybody in the club, who would play the best Ethiopian Jazz? For some reason, I think Charlie Combin can sing. And I reckon he's a musician. Why, why do I think that? I don't know. I think he'd be good at it. Um, SB Dimitri, oh, not Dimitri, Esip Dimiri. <laughs> so sorry, mate. There's a good chance they were talking about North Melbourne. Uh, no, not one word was mentioned about North Melbourne. I completely butchered that name. I'm so sorry. Comment on anything next time and I promise I will absolutely nail it. God. Damien Jones, uh, definitely how we nailed the trade period. There's smug looks all round. Now, I did, looking back at the photo, uh, my eyes did seem a little bit 
cooked. Was I high? No, I was not. Um, I'm a good boy. But um, looking back, that photo makes me look like I was super blazed. So wasn't the case. Um, was it just a smug look knowing that Brady Rawlings cooked in the trade period? Yes. Yes, it was. Uh, Chris Hamilton. I'm sure the Brains Trust is working on peace in the Middle East. And we solved it, to be fair. We solved it. So we've sent an urgent message to the Middle East and um, hopefully everyone is happy and safe over there sometime soon. Well, that's basically it, team. That's basically it. Um, let's see if I've got anything else here. I'm using my laptop now because, you know, I, you know, let's, my phone's recording. So I'm recording this on a phone. Hopefully it looks okay. Um, have I got any more notes? Not really. Um, thank you for listening to the first podcast back for the year. Not maybe as big an opening to 2024 as I would like, but don't forget Marnie is going to be on next week um, and we're going to get you guys to send in voice notes for your spiciest North Melbourne 2024 takes and we're going to react to them. Um, once again, furthernorthpod at gmail.com, 10 to 15 seconds max. Email them there. I'll pick the best ones if there's heaps of them and uh, we're going to react to your hottest, spiciest takes next week. Marnie's back. Everyone's favourite Marnie Cohen. This will be, you know, the real first episode of 2024 maybe. This is just a teaser trailer. Um, other than that, once again, I'm filming at this time. I'm going to be filming. I'll probably film the main reviews, uh, the main podcast, but when I do the preview podcasts, it's a bit late after work and I need to get those out quick. So I probably won't film the preview podcasts this season, but I will be filming every main podcast on the, uh, the start of the week to review all the games. So that's the best I can do for you guys. Um, if you are watching, hello, and thank you for watching on YouTube. If you're not uh, subscribed to YouTube channel but love the podcast, please do. It helps me out. Like uh, like the video on YouTube as well. Um, and hopefully we can make a big community on there and I can do more videos. For those listening on Spotify, Apple, wherever else it is, thank you so much. Um, any engagement and um, comments and stuff from you guys is great. Once again, I can't believe what we did in 2023 and 2024 is going to be bigger and better. So voice notes on the podcast, filming the podcast, more guests and a very exciting announcement this month at some point is coming. So yeah, look, I'm not going to just thank everybody again. I got emotional last time. So thank you for listening back under an hour. We're going pretty sweet. And yeah, don't forget, please um, get your voice notes in. I really want this episode to be successful. I don't want nobody to send voice notes in. I get heaps of comments on Instagram where it's nice and convenient to just type. But hey, take 10, 15 seconds, take a voice note on your phone and just email it to furthernorthpod at gmail.com and you might get your voice on the podcast. So please, I want it to be successful. I want my mum to be proud of me. No, she is. Don't worry. Okay, that's about all the housekeeping, socials, YouTubes, voice notes, Further North Podcast. I love North Melbourne. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Marnie Cohen's back. That's what we're all waiting for. You don't want to see my face. All right. See you guys.